Welcome to Love You Most in the last episode of the year. I'm sitting here next to Bane, which is my dog. If you guys are new and like don't know that, um, he wanted to come in and cuddle with me while I'm just like chatting with you guys. So if you hear any like licking or anything, I promise that's not me. But this episode is all about things that you should never feel guilty for. I felt like that would be a really great way to kind of end off the year because it's so easy for us to feel guilty, especially in that week between like Christmas and New Year. I feel like we get so hard on ourselves for like trying to take a break and like relax. I took two days off from the gym and went back today for the first time. And before I went, I was feeling like I don't know, just kind of like guilty. Like I was like, I didn't go like the day after Christmas and then I didn't go the day after that. And so, you know, I also haven't really cleaned up my house since we had like a little Christmas party. If you've been following on Instagram, you probably saw like our little Christmas party we had, which was super fun. Um, and I just was kind of like getting in my head about it. And then I literally got to the gym and I was like, why am I thinking like, like overthinking this because there's so many people who weren't there for whatever reason and there were new people that were there and like no one was thinking about me and so I had to remind myself that that guilt is just like me and like not it's like the guilt is coming from me and it's not coming like externally so I need to just like you know just like chill so I'm hoping that this episode helps us all to just like chill and I think that going into 2024 we should really feel very comfortable relaxing and comfortable just like not doing things. I feel like so often as adults, we feel like we need to be productive at all times. And if we're not productive, then what we're doing is just like not beneficial for us. But rest and relaxation is beneficial. It is important. So uh, yeah, my dog has already started licking. So I'm hoping that um, that does not like mess up this episode because that sound of a dog licking is one of the worst sounds. But I think if I pet him, maybe he'll be okay. Um, so yeah, let's get into this episode. We're going to have a little bookish chat at the end of this episode. And then we'll also um, do our regular Q&A. I do want to say thank you guys before I get into this episode. I feel like this year I had a lot of imposter syndrome with creating the podcast, which is why I created it literally in the middle of the year. I think at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, like maybe I can like make a podcast. And then as the months went on, I was like, oh, I don't really have time, which I genuinely, I don't really have time to do anything else at this point. But I was like, I don't really have time, but like I want to create a space where we can just like talk because I have that on YouTube, but I feel like I talk a lot about books there. And so I wanted to talk about like growth and healing and books and friends and life and everything here and like all of us to connect in that way. But I had a lot of imposter syndrome, which I still have a lot of that to um, an extent, but I think I have really worked through a lot of it. And I think the imposter syndrome just came from me overthinking the starting process. And so I want to encourage you, if you're thinking about starting anything, whether it's a podcast, starting a new job, going to a new city, like you do not have to wait till the new year to do it for one. And two, you not have to wait for permission from anyone to tell you that it's a great idea. You can just do what feels good for you. And whether it like whatever it is does well or does not do well, whether it's a move or a new job or whatever, if you start it and you hate it, that's fine. You can quit. If you move somewhere and you don't like it, okay, live there for a little while and then maybe move back. Or if you start like a YouTube channel or you start a podcast or whatever, if no one listens and you're enjoying it, 
that's fine. Sometimes we should just have hobbies and things that have like no other value other than just bringing us joy. So I want to encourage you to really step out and try something new and not feel, I don't know, guilty for wanting to do something different. I think that that is like a really big thing that a lot of people want to do in the new year. And they just like don't really lean into what their interests are because they're scared that um, they're just scared of the like starting process. So I feel like I've definitely felt that way. I feel like this was a terrible idea to like bring my dog in here because he is just like licking away. So I'm going to see if I can like pet him and he'll like calm down. But I usually have him outside the door, but he just got done eating and it's like the afternoon and he just loves to cuddle with me in the afternoon while I'm like editing. So it's like our normal time when I'll be like editing and then he'll just like be at my feet. And so he just like wants to hang out. But Let's get into the things you should never feel guilty for. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is that you should never feel guilty for what you do or don't eat. And this is a big thing because in the new year, in the new year, in the new year, we get bombarded with just like you shouldn't eat this and you ate too much around the holidays. So now you should do this. And here's like this healthy alternative for what you really enjoy. And you shouldn't have the thing that you should enjoy. You should have the thing that like tastes like a replica of the thing that you enjoy and so on and so forth. And I want to remind you that that guilt is really coming from just like I don't know, society. And I think that we're ingrained like at a very young age to think that those things are normal. Like it's normal for us to not listen to our own cues of our body telling us that we're hungry or it's normal for us to work out to exhaustion. Like those things are not normal. Like, and if that's something you want to do, like I can't tell you obviously what you should or shouldn't do with your own body, but I do want to like remind you just the guilt is not something that we should have to carry. And another thing you should never feel guilty for is being yourself. Being yourself can be tough. And I think at a young age, like people tell us like, just be yourself, just be who you are. But it's hard to figure out who you are when you like want to be accepted by the people around you. And I feel like for a long time when I was younger, I would always just like, I didn't really have an opinion. Like if people would ask me something, I would be like, well, what do you think? Or if my friends were wearing something from a certain brand, I wanted to wear the thing from the brand because I don't know, maybe part of it was me being homeschooled and just like wanting to fit in. Maybe part of it is just, I just have that like in my DNA and I have to actually really work hard to not like, I don't know, want to show up as a replica of someone else to be accepted. And maybe all of us want to be accepted. I don't really know where that comes from, but I think for me, um, that just like started at a very young age. And when people would say be yourself, I'm like, well, I am being myself. I'm wearing what I want to wear. And I'm like looking how I want to look and I'm hanging out with who I want to hang out with. And like, maybe I'm not doing this or that hobby, like reading, or I'm not painting or I'm not, you know, climbing trees, but like, I'm doing things that are like making me cool. And that I think was my biggest, like, push to do anything at a young age. And now I like, I feel like the thing that's my push now is like, what is going to bring you joy? And what is going to like, take you back to what you enjoyed as a child. And that helps me get back to who I was and be more of who I feel like I truly am at my core. Um, also I have to remind myself that I'm changing. Like 
the girl I used to be 10 years ago is not the girl that I am now. And sometimes I can look back at 10 years ago, Shaughnessy, and be like, well, I'm not her anymore. So like, am I really being true to myself? But it's okay to grow and change too. And so I have to give my per myself permission for that. Another thing you should never feel guilty for is being unavailable to others when you need time for yourself. During the holidays, this is something I have to remind myself of often because everyone wants a piece of you. And I I think that that can roll over into the new year too, or just like really any time in general. But I going into 2024, I really want to make more of an effort to just like put myself first always. And that's hard to do because I feel like when you have any type of empathy for the people you're around, you immediately want to put those people in front of your own like desires or interests or whatever. And then it's just like your life speeds by you and you're just like spending time showing up for other people and doing things for them, but you're not like doing the same for yourself. Like next year, I want to take more solo trips. I want to like just lean into the stuff that I've always wanted to do and just like do it. And it's scary to think that because then in turn, maybe I won't be able to show up for others in the way that I always have. And I feel like I've kind of taken that into like part of my personality. Like when people think of me, they're like, oh, she's so kind and giving and thoughtful. And she's like always, you know, there for people and showing up for people. But those are actions. Those aren't character traits, or maybe they are, but I don't want to intrinsically see myself as like, Shaughnessy is a giver. Like I want to see myself as like, I mean, and that, that's not bad. I don't even know if it's like making any sense, but I don't think it's bad to be a giver. But I think when I make that my like part of who I am, I think that it makes me feel like I have to uphold this part of myself that is really like unattainable. Like if people constantly see me as a giver or someone who's like always there for people, like always is a big word. Like and that means like anytime anyone needs anything. And I have a lot of people in my life who need things. And I think this year more than ever, I've seen that there's times when I need things and there aren't as many people as I thought that would show up for me. And so I want to like going into 2024, really like lean into just like being more unavailable. And even if it's like, even if I'm free, like if someone's like, hey, can you do this for me? And even if I'm free, like if I just genuinely don't want to, just being okay to say no. And that is very, very hard for me to do. So this is why you guys get the pod. Like, th or this is why I think the pod is so important because I feel like I open up so much more here on the podcast than like any other space. But maybe it's just because I'm just sitting and staring at a wall, like with my dog next to me on a bed. Um, but yeah, so another thing you should never feel guilty for is feeling your emotions. I actually have a very hard time with this. And I think that I'm starting to grapple with that more since my dad passed away. I have found that sharing my emotions is very hard for me, but also acknowledging my emotions is very hard for me. And I think it's because when I was younger, I really would fester on my negative emotions a lot. Like every day I would journal and you would probably think like, oh, that's a great thing. Like you're journaling every day. No, every day I had a complaint book. Like, I mean, it wasn't a complaint book. Like I called it a journal, but I swear every single thing that I put in that journal was negative. And sometimes I want to just go back and burn those books because they're like 
just so sad and angsty and just like I didn't find joy in anything. And I do think a large part of that is because at one point in life, I literally didn't want to exist. And so when you don't want to exist, then of course you can't find joy in anything. But there were times where I feel like I was in a better headspace, but I still just had such a negative focus. Um, like if I had a great day and then, you know, I spilled my coffee or someone cut me off in traffic or something like that, I feel like I would automatically just be like, today was great, but these things happen. So let's start again tomorrow. And my headspace has definitely shifted from that to something that's very positive. And I genuinely like 110 million percent am like happy 99.9% of the time. Well, maybe not 999 because that's like a big percentage, but I'm happy most of the time and I find joy in things a lot of the time. And I think it's because I really do have a lot of tools in place that kind of keep me in a good headspace. And I really focus on the good, which I think in turn brings out more of the good. And so when I look back at those old journals, all I can think is like, well, you're focusing on the bad. So like, of course, that's all you're going to see because that's like your primary focus. And so now I do the opposite, but with my dad passing and just like things that are normal to grieve and normal to like feel sad emotions, I found myself wanting to like find a shut off valve, like a valve where I can be like, you know what, I've cried enough this week and I have gotten emotional enough this week and that tightness in my throat has come up 10 times this week, like that's enough. And so I find myself wanting to find a shut off where I can just like turn those feelings off and I don't think that that is healthy either. And so I really want to like not feel guilty for feeling sad feelings and sit in those a little bit more. I will say I do get scared to sit in sad emotions and that probably sounds weird maybe for the most, like for the average person, but I get scared to sit in those feelings because I genuinely do not want to go back to the old Shaughnessy that I used to be, like the girl who couldn't find the joy in anything and the girl who was like sad all the time, I do not want to go back to her. So it scares me to sit in my feelings of sadness because it feels like that's going to take me back to her. And I have to remind myself that it's not like I am in such a different place. I am years and years and years of ahead in age of who that girl was. And I have gained so much experience and I'm just a different person. And so I want to remind you that like, if you're struggling with this and maybe this is like a very niche thing to struggle with, like maybe everyone is like, okay, with like feeling emotions and stuff. But if you are struggling with it because of like a similar reason, like maybe you just are scared that if you start feeling those emotions that you like, won't be able to stop. It is normal to feel what you're feeling in however it's coming out, whether it's coming out in anger, whether it's coming out in sadness, whether it's coming out in frustration, loneliness or whatever, it is normal to feel those feelings. Now, the way that you respond to other people or the way that you like go about life is your business. Like just because, you know, you're feeling feelings of anger does not mean that you need to like just be like rude to people all the time. But I don't know. I think I have to give myself a lot of grace for the emotions that I'm feeling. And I don't do that nearly enough. So I want to stop feeling guilty for just like feeling sad feelings if I'm feeling them often, because it is a normal human experience. And another thing that you should never feel guilty for is having a hobby that other people think is silly. And this thing makes me like 
or this little like um, reminder makes me really happy because I always have loved reading. I've been a big reader my entire life and there got a point in my life where I stopped reading and I think it was like maybe I was reading like a few books in high school, but it was like towards the end of high school, like early college, because I felt like what I wanted to read wasn't like adult enough. So I was like, well, people are gonna make fun of me. And then like my friends weren't really reading a lot either. And I remember, I don't know, there were just like a lot of movies where there was like the cool crowd. And then there were like the, you know, the girl who had her nose in a book and had like the glasses and she like wasn't as cool. And it's wild how much like media can really um, influence us, especially like as kids. But I remember in middle school, like I had a friend group and genuinely they like, I don't know, they were not the nicest people. But um, I think that being around people who just don't speak kindly of others that have different interests made me so afraid to have different interests or like dress differently or be like more unique or whatever. Um, so yeah, I have to remind myself of this even now that having a hobby that people think is silly is okay. Like if they don't like it, that's on them. If you like going outside and like, I don't know. I literally can't even think of a hobby. Like it's like when someone's like, Hey, what's your favorite book? And then you're like, I literally can't even think of one book right now. Like that's how I am like trying to think of a hobby. Like I can't even think of one hobby, but if you like to knit, there we go. If you like to knit or if you like to sew, if you like home interior design, if you like, I don't know anything. If you, if you like something that's quirky that maybe no one really likes, or if you're just like getting into something that's new and quirky and different, I really want to encourage you to lean into that thing. Do the thing that people think is weird or silly, because if they think it's weird or silly, who cares? It's not their life. And another thing that you should never feel guilty for is doing things you enjoy when you have a long to-do list. I also have a hard time with this one because just, I don't know. I, I think being an adult is, it's hard because there is no balance. Like you have to work out. You need to do a skincare routine. You need to drink enough water. You also need to go walk outside and make sure you get outside every single day because like the sun needs to be on your skin for vitamin D. You also need to keep your house clean, hang out with your friends, hang out with your family, go to work, try to make more money, maybe have a side hustle to make even more money. You also need to, you know, go to church or do some kind of extracurricular thing like a book club or something that's going to enrich your life. Like there is just an endless like list of things that you should be doing. And I think that when I think of what I want to do, like if I had just a day just to do absolutely nothing, no chores, no obligations, no work, no anything. If I had a day just like that, I would literally read. I would read. I would go to a bookstore. I would read outside. I would just read all day and do absolutely nothing. And now as an adult, I feel like that's very hard to do because we do have obligations, but we should give ourselves that time. And I actually saw this TikTok. It was like, um, this girl who was like, I think it had like all these little blurbs. It's hard, so hard to explain a TikTok, but it had all these little words on the screen in quotes that were like, wow, you're so motivated. You're so disciplined. You're so this, you're so that. And then it had little clips of her where she would like sit down on the couch with a laptop and hop right back up. Or she would sit down at her kitchen counter and hop right back up. And the point of the video was that 
so many people commented on her discipline and commented on her ability to be like motivated and like get things done and do chores and like work out and all this stuff. But she felt so guilty just taking a moment to herself, which is why she was constantly like keeping up with what she needed to keep up with. And I think that that guilt can push us to do like, I don't know, maybe all the things that we need to do, but that guilt is not healthy. So I really want to encourage you that, encourage you to do the things that you enjoy and do them for a long time. Like take a couple hours. Like we literally live one life and our life should not be just so full of things that we feel like we have to do. Like our life should be full of things that we actually want to do. And so I'm encouraging you to take that time this week and next week. I feel like when we have the week between Christmas and New Year's, like where no one really like does anything, we just all kind of like rot. Like, why can't we do that like once a month? You know, like, why can't we just like rot for a week and just like, you know, sink into our couch, read our books, watch our TV shows and not feel guilty about it and just exist? I think that that's like a, maybe a healthy thing that we should add into 2024. Another thing you should never feel guilty for is leaving a job that makes you unhappy. That's pretty self-explanatory. You shouldn't feel guilty for that. If you hate the job, quit the job, period. And I know that like we live in a wild world where, I mean, obviously you have to pay for things and things are expensive, but if you have to get three jobs to cover the one job that you hate, get the three jobs because I promise even though you'll be working like different hours or whatever, you will feel so much happier. I used to work at a job that I hated and now I don't. And I went from that job to another job that I actually loved before like I started doing what I'm doing now. And the other job that I hated, I only worked for there for a year. And I remember I was like, well, I need to like work for a year because, and I think that that comes like from our parents somewhat, like the whole, like you need to work for this amount of time because like, it just looks good on your resume. Who the heck cares? Like who cares if you've worked somewhere a year? Like literally who cares if you've had like 50 million jobs on your resume, you're bopping back and forth between different things, trying to figure yourself out. Who cares? Like literally who cares? And if the person that's trying to hire you cares about that more than they care about like just, you know, your interview and who you are and like getting to know you and your value and like you can't, I don't know, explain that like, hey, these jobs weren't for me and I want to like do something different than like, that's not cool. I don't know. I just think that we should find employers who like, and maybe this is wishful thinking. I don't really know. But I just think back to my very last job. I loved working with them. And I think a large part of working with them that was so fun is they really valued the people that work there. But then the job before my last one was the one that I like hated. And a large part of it was the boss was so like, not enjoyable to work for. And I think that like your workspace should be in a place that you love because and maybe you don't love the job, like the tactical job itself, but you should at least love the atmosphere at the very least because you spend more time with those people than you do probably with your own family. And another thing that you should never feel guilty for is doing what you know is right for you, even when everyone around you tells you that you shouldn't. And the, I mean, that kind of goes back to like... I don't know, just like letting go of people's expectations. When I was talking about like being unavailable and stuff and taking time for yourself, this is kind of similar because 
people will tell you like, hey, you shouldn't do that. Like, I don't think that's the best idea. Like no one knows you better than you, you know you and you know what's best for you. So stand on that, like stand on that heavy and do the thing that you know is right for you even if other people don't think it's the best idea. And the last thing that you should never feel guilty for is making mistakes because it is human to make mistakes. And I think the more that we make mistakes, the more we also learn and it's just a beautiful thing. So let's get into um, the questions that you guys have. You guys asked a lot of questions and I'm just gonna answer all of them because I always do. Um, Make sure you guys are like dropping in your questions into the uh, question box on the Love Me Most Pot Instagram because that's where I get the questions. One of you guys said, how are you doing mentally recently? And then another view, another question you asked said, um, how are you doing in the wellness wheel? Which I think is kind of the same question. I've actually really been struggling. And I think it's just because my dad passing around the holidays has been so hard Um, my dad passed away the very last day of October. And so, I mean, that's like a couple weeks before Thanksgiving and his funeral ended up being like two weeks before Thanksgiving. And with Thanksgiving, I mean, what do you think about when you think of the holidays? You know, you think of family, you think of memories, you think of all the nostalgia, you see families, you see memories, you see people making memories with their family. So I think that's been super hard for me because not only am I missing him, I'm missing the parts of my family that will never exist again in the same way. Um, I'm also missing just like him being a part of new memories and thinking about how life will never be the same in that way and how I just have to kind of come to grips with never being able to talk to him again. And I think that With Thanksgiving, it was definitely hard, but I think that Christmas has been even harder. And I think it's because the further away it gets from his passing, the more life is just going back to normal. And it's so, it's just as hard for me today as it was the day that he passed. And like the people around you aren't necessarily as gracious as they were. Which, I mean, if you've ever had anyone pass in your life who's like close to you in your life, you get the weirdest comments from people and you get like the, I think people mean well, I think people just don't know like what to say. Um, But you kind of have to navigate other people's emotions. Like a lot of people, if they're like, oh, I heard about your dad, I'll be like, yeah, it's been really tough. And they'll be like, yeah, I had so-and-so pass away and it was really hard for me. And so then and you get a lot of that. So then you're emotionally carrying someone else's hardship. And I think that someone's trying to relate with you. So they're like saying, you know, Hey, I've went through this thing before and it's really hard and I get it. But I think in explaining their emotions and how much they've gone through, it also feels like a weight to carry as you like listen to their feelings and emotions while you're also feeling emotional. So I have definitely um, had a really, really, really hard time. And I am hoping that after the holidays that I can get into a better headspace. Um, I also recently like created an episode just all about like, I don't know, telling you everything that you need to know and how to beat the winter blues and things that have like a lot of um, 
inspiration to just like feel better. And I know that when I put those tools in place, it does help. But I think kind of going back to what I was telling you before about like emotions, I think I'm having to recognize that it's an it's a normal thing to not be okay right now. And I'm really struggling with that because I, again, don't want to go back to that like sad girl that I was, which I know that I'm not like I actually when I say that out loud, I know that I'm not. But I think that like, I just have to like stand on that and just like be like, you know, you're fine. It's normal to like not feel happy. So I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there, but it's definitely been like super hard. I do feel really grateful for the community that I have around me. You guys are so great and my family has been so great, but I think just seeing the world move on around you is hard. And my mom is planning on moving, um, which is also super hard, but I know that it's hard for her to live in a town, obviously, where she was married to someone for 35 years. Um, But I think that seeing that and having her getting ready to move and my younger brother's getting ready to move and just like losing a part of my family that's like lived in this town with me for as long as I can remember. It just feels, just feels like a lot of sadness, you know? And you guys also asked, um, what are cute bookcase wrecks because the books, um, are filling up your house. I actually have, um, a highlight on Instagram on my personal one that has, um, recommendations for like all of my home stuff. And I think it's called home. So you can go there and I've actually linked, like my bookshelf. I also have a, um, really cool, um, coffee table that holds books. And I love that. And it's like a great talking piece. So head over there if you want some more links. Another question you guys asked was how do you deal with mental health in this period of the year with Christmas and the new year? And definitely go back and listen to my episode that said how to beat the winter blues, because I think that that is really helpful, but I am going to have a episode in the new year where I just share like my goals for the new year and how I just like, I don't know. I think that January is hard because we have so much pressure on ourselves to like have the best year of our lives and like do all the things. And I think that that mindset can like kind of put you into a bad headspace for like the start of the year because you start out so strong, but like it just as a human, like we can't keep that same level of like consistency for like the whole year. So then we end up like burning out, which like puts us into just like a bad spiral. Like for example, if you're like, I have the goal where I like want to work out and then I also want to like eat better and I want to make more friends and I want to like do this, this, this. And so then you start doing all of these things all at one time. That's just not really sustainable. So I think it just like leads us into a bad, like I don't know, just like a bad spiral because like we just literally can't keep up with it. So I do want to have an episode in the new year just talking about how I am like framing my new year and like my goals and things that I think are actually attainable for me. Um, But go back and listen to my episode that I shared about how to beat the winter blues because those things are genuinely the things that are keeping me together. Like literally the only thing keeping me together. And you guys also asked, what are you excited for in January? Sometimes I get so down after all the holiday fun. I feel you on this. I think this year is actually the first year that I wasn't really super excited for the holidays. And I think it's just because of my dad. But the holidays also felt a little bit different this year, maybe because just the world is so heavy. Um, Like I know a lot of us are just going through things and really struggling. But oh my gosh, guys, it's snowing outside. Oh my gosh, I feel like a kid on Christmas. 
what the heck? I literally just looked out the window and it's snowing. Now I want to go play in it. What the heck? This wasn't even on the forecast. How cool. Literally, it's snow. Um, I just can't get over that. But I think the thing that has helped me to like have a better frame of mind this holiday season and just like after the holidays because there's that buildup. And I think about this a lot because I actually used to work with families who had neurodivergent children. And this would happen a lot around birthdays or Christmas where a lot of the children would get so excited that like after the excitement was over, they like wanted more excitement. And so they would like create chaos and like negative chaos, not like good chaos. And so we would get like a lot of calls from families who like needed help with like de-escalation and stuff like that. But it was really because like, you know, there's that sadness and heaviness. And so you want to create something that like is going to, I don't know, like be monumental and entertaining and so it's not always like a good thing that you create um so i think that this is a lot of the time where we might have more arguments with our partners or our family members because we're sad but we're also like kind of trying to pick a fight you know to like start to like have a little something you know what i mean and so i think one thing that saved me and helped me to like just be in a good headspace after like such a excite exciting event is to one have something to look forward to and those things can be super small like i really try every day to do like at least one thing that makes me happy literally every day even if it's just like a puzzle after work or if it's like playing a computer game or a game on my phone or reading a book or something but also i really have tried to do something special each week and it doesn't even have to be anything wild but like something different than like what i normally do like i love nature walks and so i have tried to find like different places to go for nature walks or different places to read outside and i think that doing that thing like breaks up the monotony and it feels like exciting if that makes sense so I don't know. I um, feel like that that's definitely helped me. But go and listen to my episode about how to beat the winter blues. I feel like a lot of those things definitely really help um, with a lot of these questions. And those are the uh, questions that you guys asked. So make sure you guys are asking the questions into the question box if you guys are um, just like interested in getting like answers and stuff because I answer every single one. And now let's end off this video on our little book chat. I got the most incredible Christmas gift that I literally could have ever thought to get. Um, if you haven't seen on my Instagram or on my TikTok or my YouTube channel, because I shared it all on those places, Brady, he got me my favorite book that's not even released yet. Um, you guys know I talk so much about the Magnolia Park series, and that series is a five-star series for me. The first two books, I rated 4.5 out of five stars, and the last two books in the series, I rated five out of five stars. But I genuinely think if I went back and read the first two books, they would be five-star books because I just am so, like, connected to all the characters because the series has gone on so much and there's so much, like, growth. And I think I also, because I've read like the books three and four, they give you like, I don't know, some backstory as to why the characters are the way that they are in book one and two. So I don't know. Overall, I just, it's five-star series for me. And the new book doesn't come out until February. So I was just kind of like, you know, wanting to read it. And I haven't really had a five-star book. And so he somehow got this book from like, not even from the publisher. Like he literally just like, I don't, he worked his magic. He got this book and had been trying for months to get it. 
and the book isn't even bound yet. So the book that I'm reading is actually like, like the cover is literally like cardboard. Like it's like a, uh, paper. It's like, I can't sit it like near water or anything because it's not even like a hard, um, cover. It's, they literally just print it out like on a freaking just regular printer and bound the pages together. And it is so good. I could tell 50 pages in that it was going to be a five-star book. It's called Into the Dark by Jessa Hastings. Just exactly what I needed. I could literally cry thinking about it because the book is actually about grief. And it says that in the very first page, there's like a forward section from Jessa Hastings. And she pretty much is like to anyone who is lost or is losing or is grieving or has known grief, um, this book is for you. Y'all, this book has tore me up. Like it's absolutely tore me up. So um, yeah, Brady just like got the perfect book and got the perfect gift. And I feel so grateful. And I truly feel like it's like the best bookish gift that I could have ever gotten. So um, that's really all they have to say about like books or anything right now. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I love you most more than anyone you know. Well, maybe not, but I love you a lot. And oh my gosh, I forgot. Let's see if there's any reviews from you guys. I try to check and see every episode. Um, if you guys have left any reviews, uh, let's see, let's check on, cause I like to read them out loud and sometimes I don't think about it unless, um, we're reading them together. No new reviews on Apple podcasts. Um, would love for you guys to leave a five-star review. If you guys do like this podcast, if you don't, that's fine too. Uh, let's see if there's a little review in the Q and a section. Nope. No reviews. So, uh, yeah, no reviews, but I hope there are some next week and just know that I read them and I read all your messages and, uh, yeah, I love you most more than anyone, you know, and, uh, I love you a lot and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye guys.